to Trennis Magnus, Jabs Reality, presented by Two True Freaks. I'm your host, Magnus, and if you've listened to my podcast for any great length of time, I think you've probably discovered by now that I don't exactly run the most open and confessional and personal sort of podcast. And there are podcasters out there who who do that, you know, that will tell you who they are, where they come from, their background, and all that stuff. And I tend to shy away from that. The philosophy that I've always had is that you guys are going to get a pretty good sense of what I think based on what I say. And so, you know, personal stuff really doesn't figure into it too much, at least for me, you know? But there's really no way for me to really talk about some of the things that I need to talk about here without getting a teeny tiny bit personal. Now, obviously for a lot of you, you know that I've been uh, working my way through a mini-series dedicated to the Joker, right? Various and sundry Joker or Batman versus Joker types of stories in comics, all as part of the lead-up to the opening of Joker, the theatrical film directed by Todd Phillips, starring Joaquin Phoenix, all that fun stuff, opened uh, last week and apparently had one hell of a big opening weekend. So, hmm. But anyway, so that's that stuff. And that I was just so up for the game for that movie that what I wanted to do was release not a whole lot, but just maybe like a small smattering of Joker-related episodes, all as part of the fun leading up to the opening of the movie. And when I released that last episode about uh, the Joker's happy victims, guys, I really did believe that was the end of it. You know, I thought that, okay, well, you know, I mean, I had my fun. I talked about some Joker comics, and, you know, that pretty much is that. And in fact, no, that's actually not that. I, see, guys, I wasn't expecting to have a chance to see Joker at least anytime soon. And I guess maybe that's where the personal stuff sort of comes into this a little bit, right? Uh, basically, what happened was uh, from uh, Saturday, October the 5th until Saturday, October the 12th, I was incommunicado. Now, some of you probably know that Well, actually, some of you probably... Some of you probably have no idea what was going on or what I was doing, what I was up to, or anything like that. Others of you know that I was on a cruise. This was, uh, you know, the long overdue honeymoon that me and my wife were taking together. We had what I call a mini-moon right after our wedding. We just went out of town. We went to a con, and we were out of town for like a couple of days. And then... After that, it was pretty much right back to business following the wedding, right? Whereas this cruise, this was actually this was the actual honeymoon that we couldn't take. You know, being as we were just we'd just gotten finished paying for a fucking wedding and all that. You know, this was the honeymoon that we couldn't really take. And honestly, prices really are a little bit lower when you take cruises starting in October and then going through there. And so that's what we did. And so. 
Guys, this decision was made a very long time ago to take this cruise and when we would be taking it and all that fun stuff. And so the direct result of that was there really wasn't going to be a chance, or so I thought, there wasn't really going to be a chance for me to see Joker, you know? I figured, well, opening weekend is out of the question. Second weekend is probably out of the question. So assuming that everything breaks my way, maybe we'll get a chance to see it on the third weekend, but I don't really even love our chances of, of that. So it may actually be fourth weekend. That may actually be the, like sincerely be the first chance that I get to see the movie. And that was the state of affairs on Thursday, October the 3rd. But on Friday, October the 4th, things took a turn. And what happened was I discovered that on the cruise ship, they've got a movie, the well, specifically they've got an IMAX movie theater. And so we would have a chance, possibly, to see Joker. Now, what it really comes down to is Stacy and I, being the, the kind of people that we are, do we really want to see Joker on our honeymoon cruise? Bet your ass we do. And so it was that we went to see Joker. It was, uh, God, I wish I'd actually made a note of the exact day that we went to see it. I want to say that it was probably Tuesday, October the 8th that we saw Joker. That seems, you know, silly me. I didn't exactly keep a journal of everything that we did and, you know, what we did. Because th there was so fucking much that, honestly, well, whatever. I mean, I didn't do it. But if I were a betting man, I'd say that we saw Joker on Tuesday, October the 8th on uh, on the cruise ship. Uh, the IMAX theater that they've got on the cruise ship. And, guys... I've made very little secret of how excited I am, or at least how excited I was, about the uh, uh, about the movie, how how much anticipation that I had for it. Uh, really, guys, I, I I made no real secret of that. I I would say really at all. The Maybe the best way to say it is that largely Joker was everything that I hoped for. I mean, yeah, I got some minor quibbles here and there, but it's really not, it's not too much to worry about. You know, I, I would say that in the main, I was on the same wavelength with Todd Phillips, literally from the first frame of the movie until the last frame, for the most part. Now, things being what they are with me on a personal level, of course... Walnut-sized bladder syndrome struck, and so I had no choice but to make a run for the men's room uh, during the runtime of the movie, and I chose to do it during Arthur Fleck's uh, comedy club set because I figured I could kind of sort of guess how that scene would play out without actually seeing it, and it seems that I was right. And so anyway, while I was in the men's room, some other guy who was also watching the movie on... Uh, uh, on the cruise, he kind of broke the guy code and he struck up a conversation with me while both of us were in there taking a leak. He says, I forget his exact words, but it, it was something to the effect of, man, I sure hope something happens soon because this movie really is dragging itself out. Now, guys, just to put that in perspective, this was 
after that business on the subway with the three Wayne and actually, you know what, before we even get into that spoiler alert, I do intend to talk a fair bit about the movie here. This isn't necessarily going to be my final word on Joker, but I do intend to get into some kind of spoilerish territory here. So listener discretion is advised. So anyway, but he says all of that to me. Not very long after the scene with those those three Wayne Enterprises executives, you know, the, the, the ones that were shown in the trailers, uh, and then in, when you see it in the actual movie, Joker, or Arthur Fleck, he perforates two of them on the spot, and then he tracks down the third one, and I, I don't even know how else to describe it except he executes them, right? All of this is to say that I officially have no idea what the fuck that guy was even talking about, the fucking weirdo, but it does indicate that the slow burn approach that Phillips was using in the movie and that he was experimenting with isn't necessarily for everybody. But in the end, stuff like that really is none of my business. All I can say about that is that I ate the pacing of Joker up with a spoon. Now, I said... And damned if I can remember now which episode or episodes I said this in. But I went through a phase, I want to say it was about five or six or seven or eight months ago, where I wanted to watch a bunch of movies that don't have heat vision and they don't have capes and they don't have these big CGI explosions. I just wanted to watch, you know, like dramas. I wanted to watch movies that are about acting and about writing and about performance and It's basically cinema at its purest, right? That's what I wanted to watch. And what I ended up doing was I kind of ended up doing a little bit of a deep dive into Martin Scorsese's uh, filmography, specifically Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy. I mean, yeah, he's directed a shit ton of other movies besides those, but for purposes of discussing Joker, I would say that Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy are probably... They're probably the most germane, put it that way. And so if you're a fan of Taxi Driver and the King of Comedy, odds are you understand the connections and perhaps the intentional disconnections that Joker has with those films. Now, I can't speak for anybody else, all right? we In the end, we all kind of go through life kind of, sort of, a little bit alone. But for the first time in a long time, With Joker, I finally have a comic book movie that I can genuinely respect. And honestly, guys, a major part of that, at least for me, I I, I can't speak for anyone else, but, you know, a major part of that, it it really does come down to... I'm probably going to butcher this woman's name, so forgive me, but Hildur... Those Icelandic names, I tell you. Uh, She may very well become an unindicted co-conspirator in this thing, and I think that'd be a real shame, because even though I have no idea how to pronounce her name, her contribution to Joker cannot be overemphasized. This would be a different movie, and I should probably say a lesser movie, without her film score. It's just this, I don't want to say minimalistic, but it is a relatively simple score when you think about it. It sounds like it's a bunch of uh, cellos 
and maybe some violas are in there and some some percussion perhaps but basically this is a relatively stripped down uh, score that I think is the perfect musical accompaniment to what we're seeing on screen it's just that good so I really do hope she gets some kind of recognition for what she's done here because her score on this on this film it really is first rate as to the movie itself you know in general is this cinematic perfection well maybe not but people didn't talk about infinity war per se they talked about what infinity war would lead to in captain marvel and what captain marvel would lead to in endgame and what endgame would lead to in far from home but right now People are talking about Joker, the film, the characters, the actor, what the film means, how it should be interpreted, the, the, the dichotomy, real or perceived, between authorial intent versus audience reaction, race issues, sex relations, um, uh, class division, mental health awareness, etc., 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 right? Guys, I'll take one Joker over a million end games any day of the week thanks now i'm really not doing my job if i don't talk about some of the reaction to the film and i kind of touched upon this in an episode of trinus magnus jabs reality that i released a couple of weeks ago where i talked about some of the woke reaction uh, to this film and some of the goings on with those things and honestly guys it, it it's like this movie's naysayers they haven't really changed their tune all that much you know it's it, it's still the same bullshit objections that that they had before they're still airing them out right now and really not too much of anything has has, has really changed with that you know just this real uh, 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 whiny screechy just fucking annoying like uh, there was one headline i saw written by god knows who probably some just fucking childless feminist cat lady pushing menopause and all this stuff like can we stop glamorizing and legitimizing incels just stuff like that you know and uh i don't know i mean it, it really is kind of strange to me that everyone sort of acknowledges the let's just say let's just call it what it is all right american society i don't know how this works out in the rest of the world but at least in american society we've got a little bit of a mental health problem not so much that american society at large is mentally ill although i think some people would argue about that but more more that American society, for, you know, you foreigners, people who just don't really know much about America, or maybe you've just never been here, there is some truth to this idea that American society, we just, it's like we've forgotten what to do with the mentally ill. And as much as anything, I think Joker as a film kind of shines a light on that. Maybe a very uncomfortable light. And instead of embracing that message, which I don't think is controversial, I don't think many people will object to the idea that, you know, 
In American society, we really don't respect mental illness. We don't really respect the, men the mentally ill. We don't really care properly for the mentally ill. And such an easy message to get behind as that, it's like it gets lost in the fact that Arthur Fleck is a white guy and there are some kind of superficial similarities to goings-on with the I don't know, certain certain segments of American society that I really don't want to talk too much about here because it's it's kind of beyond the scope of what I want to talk about but instead of uh, interpreting Joker through the lens of the mentally uh, ill the naysayers are instead t talking about this in terms of like the white heterosexual male patriarchy and it's to me it's it's kind of missing the entire point now the simple fact of the matter guys is the people who are whining and screeching the loudest i mean i'm kind of happy that the movie intentionally or not is kind of shitting in their cornflakes a little bit but there is a little bit of a moral to this to this film that i think is ultimately going to get lost because these just fucking retards who don't even I, look i don't care what they say they don't even watch these movies all right they don't play these video games they don't read these comics they don't watch these films all right they just want representation for a bunch of fucking bullshit that they don't even care about all right it's like the deep dark secret of the the identitarian left they don't really fucking care about about comics they don't really care about uh, 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 uh they don't really care about video games you know they they simply want to check off certain things on their fucking SJW grocery list but they don't they don't have any personal investment in this stuff they can't tell you the difference between a Neil Adams and a Jim Aparo all right and i'm sorry i don't fucking respect your opinion of comics if you don't know the difference between J uh, uh Jim Aparo and Neil Adams what did one of them do what did the other one do how long did their careers last? What did they contribute to Batman that didn't exist before? So on and so on and so on. I'm just picking those two at random, right? I mean, I'm sorry, but you don't really, at least in my opinion, you don't fucking have a right to an opinion when you're just so disconnected from, from and, and, and since it's about comics, since you're so disconnected from comics, you don't have you don't have any fucking right to an opinion about comics. When you can sit down and explain to me why uh, Frank Miller's work on Batman is so amazing, or for that matter, why it's so shitty, why it actually in the long term damaged the character, if that's your if that's your point of view, then I don't fucking care to hear what else you have to say about uh, the Joker and this, that, and the other thing, and. I don't know. It's so that's just where I'm coming from with that. But there have been a, a few other, uh, if I may say so, kind of delicious reactions to Joker and maybe more specifically the aftermath of Joker. One of which is a rumor, and I have no idea how true this is, but a rumor that there's going to be kind of a similar movie coming down the pipeline uh, for uh, Lex Luthor. And there's this, uh, this, some old bag on Twitter. Um, she actually tweeted out the story with uh, a, a pull quote. 
uh, from the article, which it looks like this was uh, published on uh, NME. Uh, the pull quote from NME says, but a twist where Lois Lane is the first lady, and obviously Lex is the president, but the pull quote says, but a twist where Lois Lane is the first lady, and then this old bag on Twitter says, you keep Lois Lane's name out of your fucking mouths, you misogynistic trash bags. <clears throat> like, seriously, guys, that's that's the level of discourse that the, I guess, the backlash, if that's what you want to call it, uh, to Joker has has generated, right? That's that's where we are with it. Just, you can't say that. Just that tier of, I don't know. It's, it, it, honestly, guys, they may think that their outrage is accomplishing something, but it's really, actually, you know what? I was about to say that it's not, but it actually, it is. I mean, guys, I wish I could tell you the lulls. Okay, the fucking lulls that have come out of this. I mean, they say that living well is the best revenge, and I think that's only half right. Sometimes there's a lot of... There's a lot of sick, twisted pleasure you get out of the fact that your personal satisfaction and contentment is the source of pain and anguish for others. I have Joker now. This is a movie that I love and I cherish. I even pre-ordered it, if that tells you anything. Uh, before even seeing it, I pre-ordered it. So I don't know how smart a decision that was, but it paid off. But it, it could have been a risk. In fact, it kind of was a risk. But whatever, paid off. And I don't know. But it's like, so not only do I have a movie that I like, but the people that I fucking hate are just having these little temper tantrums about it, you know. Can we stop legitimizing incels? God, I just love that. You know, it's, uh... <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Yeah, keep crying. Uh, <laughs> your tears are nectar to me. So, anyway. Now, all of this... <clears throat> there may be a potential downside to Joker, all right? And I'm... Again, I'm not doing my job if I don't at least touch upon this. There are rumors. I just touched upon one of them a, a, a second ago. But <clears throat> there are rumors that there's going to be a, a similar type of story, or similar type of film, I should say, uh, for Lex Luthor, right? Where you don't really see Superman or anything like that. It's just basically a Lex Luthor solo film, right? And those those rumors are making the rounds. I I don't know how seriously to take those rumors. But my fear and and, and another set of rumors is there's going to be a uh, or at least Warner Brothers is kicking around the possibility of doing again something similar to Joker but with Mr. Freeze, you know, and here again, I don't want to prejudge something without having seen it. I really enjoy Joker. And who's to say that a movie that's kind of similar for Lex Luthor or a movie that's kind of similar for Mr. Freeze or just fucking whoever, maybe that could be really good. You know, just this, you know, not necessarily big, flashy CGI action spectacle, but just kind of this layered and kind of nuanced uh, character piece could be really great. 
But the fact is, guys, I fear that this sort of thing could become a formula and the things that work for Joker may not necessarily translate to other characters. And so, I don't know, it's just... I understand that in the end, whether anybody likes it or not, the movie business is a business, and movie studios, they seek formulas, all right? They really don't prize originality all that much. They want a formula. You know, if you add in A, B, C, D, and E, then you add that into the mix, then when the product is complete, you're going to have X, Y, and Z. And that's what they want. That's what they've always wanted. And I don't know if this is actually going to work. All right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and promise you that it can't, but I really don't know if that's, if that's actually going to work. Maybe it will, but maybe it won't. So I don't know. I'm kind of leery of that approach myself. I'm willing to give it a day in court, but I really don't know. Now, at least for the moment, for the time being, what what I do want to say, this is a little bit of, I don't want to say criticism, Qui uh, quibble, maybe, but one quibble I do have about the Joker, uh, you know, the uh, Joker film, uh, one quibble that I do sort of have about it, it feels like near the end, somebody got to Todd Phillips, okay? Somebody got to his thinking. There is a point in the film where the Waynes get murdered, right? And it's not directly by Arthur Fleck, but it is by one of the, I don't know, call it the Sons of Joker, maybe, but the Masked Clown Gang, one of the members of the Masked Clown Gang, murders the Waynes and spares Bruce. And so you can kind of see where this is going to lead into Batman mythos in the, this Joker universe, the film universe shown in the film. And I just, I don't know, that just seemed like it was just such a safe choice that it, it's basically saying that if you don't want Arthur Fleck to actually be the Joker, then he's not the Joker. And I just, I don't really approve of that decision. Now, it may be that that was a trade-off that Todd Phillips had to make. It may be that there was some other factor that was going on in this that that had to be included in the movie. I don't know. I'm just saying I don't think that was a good idea. So, whatever. I don't know. But uh, in the end, you know, the way I the way I choose to see it, this is a Joker who exists in his own universe. There's no Batman or anything like that. It's just the Joker being the Joker, and that's that. That's how I choose to interpret this film, you know? Those are the terms that, that I choose to analyze and process this, this movie. So, anyway, so there you go. Now, at some point in the future, I wouldn't, I'm not promising anything, but I really wouldn't be too surprised if I revisit this film and talk about it in a little bit more depth. Again, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not making any, uh, any guarantees here. Maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. I'm just saying, don't be surprised if it does. This is uh, a movie that I really love. I've got a tremendous amount of respect for. 
And except for the murder of the Waynes, I really wouldn't change too much of anything about this movie. And so I probably will talk about it at some point in the future. I'm just not making any promises about that. So take that for whatever you think it's worth. Now, just for some really quick administrivia, I obviously did not release an episode last week. And so for this week, I'm, I guess technically I'm going to be releasing three episodes. There's going to be this episode you're listening to right now of Trinus Magnus Jabs Reality. There's going to be uh, one episode of Trinus Magnus Punches Reality about... It's this kind of loosey-goosey sort of scary movie or Halloween season kind of uh, movie series that I'm embarking upon. I'm releasing two of those episodes this week. So... Honestly, three episodes in one week, that's not bad business, guys. So, anyway, so I guess that's something to look forward to. But, anyway, I think that's pretty much it for me for right now, though. So, bye, everybody. I will see you later this week. Twice, in fact. So I think that's just about the end of that. Trennis Magnus Punches Reality is a proud member of the Two True Freaks Podcast Network. You can find the home for Trennis Magnus Punches Reality at twotruefreaks.com. You can also find this show on Facebook just by searching for Trentus Magnus Punches Reality. There you can interact with your fellow listeners and also see notifications of new episodes when I put them up. My Facebook group is the only official place where you can find everything that has anything to do with this show. The reason for that is because I despise Twitter. Pretty much everything about Twitter sucks. So join the Facebook group today. Speaking of Facebook, you can friend me just by searching for Trentus Magnus, which is spelled T-R-E-N-T-U-S-M-A-G-N-U-S. You can email me and my parole officer at trennismagnus at gmail.com. But remember, all feedback and correspondence emailed to me will be read on mic unless you request otherwise. So, if your email isn't intended for public consumption, don't forget to say so. Otherwise, I'll assume that you want your correspondence to be heard by my dozens and dozens of fans across the world. Do you have a suggestion for a topic? feel free to email me, and I might consider thinking about the possibility of potentially discussing whatever you have in mind someday. And that's a promise. Since we're on the subject of feedback, Trentus Magnus Punches Reality can be found on iTunes just by searching for Trentus Magnus Punches Reality. Won't you take a moment to rate my show on iTunes? That helps new listeners find the show. And just in case you don't think that I've given you enough shit to click on just yet, you can sponsor my show simply by going to twotruefreaks.com. There you can find the PayPal button, donate any amount at all, specify that you're sending Magnus some monetary love, and you will be an official sponsor of my show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there's no minimum donation. Be a Trennis Magnus show sponsor today. I don't have a Patreon. Because if you think that I hate Twitter, boy, just wait till you hear what I think of Patreon. 
So, if you want to throw some bucks my way, the Two True Freaks PayPal link is the way to do it. The contents of this podcast are fictitious, hypothetical, and probably completely unnecessary. Any similarity to living persons or real-life events is purely coincidental and void where prohibited by law. Some assembly required. Batteries not included. Many will enter. Few will win. The white zone is for passenger loading and unloading only. All models are over the age of 18. Trinus Magnus Punches Reality is a Magnus Media Enterprises Limited production in association with Demonsacor of Milan, Italy.